0: Thanks for listening to today's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion has recently partnered with Strack Institute to provide careers and job seeker resources for its graduates. Strack is an acronym for skills, training, and certification. Strack Institute is a veteran-owned business initially focused on hiring and training service-disabled veterans. Over the past two years, Strack Institute's mission has evolved to serve both veterans and non-veterans providing top-tier education through its four to five-month Electronics Assemblers and Technician program. Graduates of this program receive 13 internationally recognized certifications and valuable hands-on experience. In addition to its proprietary curriculum, Strack Institute prides itself on teaching life skills, helping graduates contribute to their community, family, and self. In this episode, I was fortunate enough to speak with John Shepard, U.S. Army veteran and founder of Strack Institute. John shares his experience working in the technology field after leaving the military and what led him to founding Strack Institute. John will also talk about the services they offer to students, what makes Strack Institute unique, and some of the most rewarding aspects of his career up to this point. To learn more about Strack Institute, visit them online at strackinstitute.com. Hi, John. Thanks for joining me today.
1: My pleasure, Megan. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, I'm very happy to have you. We've been partnered with the Strack Institute for just a short amount of time now, but it's something that we're excited about, um, both from a standpoint of educating our candidates about what you guys do, but also helping you guys out with some of your graduates. So we'll talk a little bit more about the program in detail, also your military background and how you got into it. So um, just kind of setting the stage there, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, just your education, anything you want to share about your military background?
1: Uh, sure. I, uh, I, uh, am a Vietnam veteran, uh, and, uh, was in Vietnam during 70-71. Uh, left the army, uh, after Vietnam and went back to school. Uh, and, uh, after that worked for IBM. Uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm pleased to have this relationship with, with Orion because, you know, back when I was leaving the uh, military, we didn't have organizations like yours we could, we could go to. Uh, and, and get assistance with, uh, and, and we were actually, you know, told pretty much not to use uh, on your resume that, or put on your resume that that you had been in the military in those days. So it's it's very refreshing to have this, and it's very exciting to to, to see the, uh, the 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 swell in, in in positive actions these days because of organizations like yours. But in any event, we uh, I've been in the technology field for a long time. Uh, having started uh one of the early uh, uh fingerprint technology companies in nineteen ninety six we actually pioneered the ability to uh, manufacture a single print fingerprint reader uh in, in in volume and be able to sell it for under hundred dollars and at the time uh, they were roughly around eleven hundred dollars and they weren't used commercially. We were a little early we were working with companies such as i b m and tivoli and and um and uh, we were early because uh, people weren't ready to ask their employees to use fingerprints instead of passwords uh, because of the connotation to criminality still. Uh, that's changed obviously today, but uh, but uh, in the process we lost the money, so we had to kind of sit back and say, what are we gonna do next? And, um, and so we started, I started in, in 2009, a company called Veterans Assembled Electronics, and the idea with uh, with VAE was to was to uh, to do uh, contract work for the Department of Defense Logistics Agency uh, in in assembling uh, electronic components and and boards and cable and harness assemblies uh, for them under contract, and um, and and one of the contracts we ended up getting was with Uh, the Naval Underwater Warfare Center here in Newport, Rhode Island, to modernize the electronics on one of their legacy weapon systems. Um, And in doing that, we needed to to manage our costs as much as possible. So we were looking for engineering capabilities at technician prices, and it was impossible to find. So I went back to the VA and said, look, uh, what if we train service-disabled veterans to do this electronics assembly work uh, and 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 train them with our curriculum and build a curriculum to train them uh, to do that. Would you support it? And they said, Yeah, we would give you approval to do that. So that's that's really how we started. But you know, our mission uh, became then and still is today uh, to, to prepare students for a sustainable career in the electronics industry as certified electronics technicians. Uh, and 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 I'll get to the the second part of the mission in a minute, but we want to ensure that our graduates provide value to their employers through demonstrable technical and leadership skills. Uh, so it was very important that they could walk into an interview and actually demonstrate their 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 ability to to do the work, uh, to have that sustainable career. So we created the uh, we created the uh, the, the program. Uh, for uh, five months, uh, five days a week, eight hours a day. It was very immersive and certainly was non-traditional. And and it was supported uh, through the earned benefits of the service-disabled veterans. And so uh, as we grew that business on the manufacturing side, they were getting uh, six industry standard uh, uh, certifications. Through IPC, that is the standards body for electronics manufacturing, and and they could take those certificates uh, certifications with them into their interviews, and, th- and that worked very well, and 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 so we had some of our DOD uh, customers come to us and say, hey, look, uh, you know, we understanding that when these con- when I'm, we hire these folks for contracts, and when the contract expires, you know, we've got to let them go. We've got to find a way to keep them because we're really we really like the people you're sending us they have good leadership skills they have good technical skills we've got to find another way to keep them and that brought us to the to the to the need to in, in listening to what they were saying to expanding uh, our curriculum so it wasn't just for electronics manufacturing it was also for electronics uh, technician positions now the difference being and assembly, they're mostly soldering and cable and harnessing and, and inspecting. We're on the technician side, they're testing, troubleshooting, uh, calibrating, a lot of different types of things that, that more toward the leaning more toward the engineering side. And so we broadened it to the point now where we've got 13 uh, in-demand certifications for industry uh, that, that our graduates have. And we still have the same five month training sessions so at the end of five months working with the advocate model that we created. So the advocate works with that, that, that veteran to make sure that, uh, that, that they're graduating and we've graduated 80% of the people that come into the program and that they get employed and we're getting employed 75% of the graduates. And that's where, that's where Orion comes in to help very much. Uh, and, and, and so, you know we can we can achieve our mission uh, that way. Um, that's that's where we've that's where we've gotten to to the point now where uh, it's not just military or service disabled veterans, but we also uh, are uh, approved for uh, GI Bill uh, veterans using the GI Bill uh, earned benefits in North Carolina and soon Rhode Island and probably next year Florida where we have locations. Uh, And we're also, uh, as as licensed proprietary schools in those states, uh, we can take civilians as well. So, at any given time, as as we've learned from you as well, uh, there are forty thousand openings for positions we train to around the United States, and and they have such a variety of of different titles, anywhere from assembler, uh, uh, electronics repair electronic repair assembly to to avionics technician controls technician calibration technician prototype technicians box build tech you name it and there there have to be i think somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 different titles for what we train to so it's it's very important that we're able to team uh with with an organization such as yours uh, to, to, to get rid of the ambiguity that 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 creates and make sure we get these folks into good jobs.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, John, going back to your own military background, when you first got out of the military, did you always know that you wanted to pursue a career in the technology field or, or did you have some other interests at that time?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I was, I was 20 years old (laughs) and, uh, like many veterans who who are that young and who's coming out, I mean, the first thing you want to do is, uh, uh, you know, is uh, maybe go back to school or, or or do something that's fun and 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 enjoyable. I wasn't thinking about technology. I didn't get into the field until I uh, actually got started at IBM and uh, and and got my interest in, in technology. At that point, um, I was kind of wandering around. Uh, you know, trying to decide what the major should be and kind of what kind of things we should do next. Uh, so I, I, I didn't really have a clear vision. And I think a lot of veterans today, when they come out, don't. And and I mean, I can speak to a lot of entrepreneurial issues uh, and and help people and veterans. And we spend a lot of time with our veterans, by the way, because again, the the classroom itself is is eight students to one instructor. So it gives us a lot of personal time and we get to know them very well because it's important that we match them with the right employer. Mm -hmm. We have employers that range from, I think we just put three students uh, last week down at uh, SpaceX in in Melbourne. Uh, uh, We, 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 we work a lot with Lockheed Martin. We have, we have students at, 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 uh, uh, at Universal Studios, we have students uh, at, 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 at boat building companies because of marine electronics, and and we have them all over the. I mean, we have them in companies you've never heard of, because it's important not just again not just the manufacturing side, but on the technician side uh, that that conveyor belts continue to operate, robotics continue to be calibrated and operate uh, that that. Pretty much, you know, when we look around, electronics are running a lot of things we do. Some of our graduates have started their own repair companies. Uh, they, they manage buildings to make sure all the electronics within the buildings are operating properly. It, it's, it's really, it's, it's, we have over 120 employers right now and we're working with you, we're hoping to double that number. Uh, and, and, and again, it's, it's when you have 40,000 jobs out there for what we train to, then it's just a matter of making sure we put them into a position where they have a career rather than just a job.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's great that, and you've mentioned this a couple of times, just the wide variety of not only companies that you, you know, that your, um, graduates end up getting hired into, but the types of positions as well.
1: Oh, yeah, It's, it's. it's we I, I remember I had a, one of the manufacturing fellows at uh, at Lockheed Martin come to me and said John so our older employees are leaving and we don't have any leadership on the floor your graduates are bringing that leadership to us so can you because we 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 pull some of the manufacturers together once twice a year to ask what can we do to improve the curriculum and he's saying your curriculum is pretty good right now he said can you add more leadership to it because we want we just want to keep that going
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we want to keep receiving from you the good the good leaders you're sending us and this well, this is what that's a lot a good of...
0: Point that you bring well, up because I think you probably have a lot more people that are enrolling in the program to or at least hopefully to address that um the skills gap that a lot of companies are facing
1: yes, exactly, and the interesting thing Megan, is that a lot of our students don't realize that they have don't even realize they have that leadership skill they don't realize that they led somebody while they were in the military <laughs> you know say, well what did you do well i you know I, I i was a platoon leader well you're a platoon leader i mean you could have been a squad leader and you were leading people but this is this is what the, the, the veterans are bringing to the table is the ability to work not only with other veterans but with other with other peers in an environment where they're helping and, 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 and we're, we're excited about that. So we're, we're also enhancing it. I mean, we're adding to, uh, uh, when I started in the Army, I was, I was the military academy's prep school for a year. And some of my old classmates, I didn't go on to, to West Point. I went on to, to Vietnam <laughs> instead. But, but some of my classmates were working together now to, to put together a really good, strong, uh, leadership program that we can give not just our students, uh, but our our veteran students, but also to our civilian students that come into the program.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so speaking of the program, I do want to talk a little bit more about it. Um, obviously, veterans are a great fit for the program because of the experience that they have in the military, the hands-on technical experience that they have but are there any other, maybe even intangible things that you think make veterans a good fit for this program?
1: Well, uh, they, I think the maturity that they come to us with, I think the ability to take instruction that they come to us with, uh, one of the things that we're looking very closely at is mixing, uh, civilian or non-veteran students with veteran students, uh, rather than trying to train them separately, uh, so that, that those non-veteran students can be taught by the veteran students some of those, those intangibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an example, we 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 were the first electronics training program in all of Job Corps. Uh, are you familiar with Job Corps? No, it's, go
0: ahead, uh, yeah, go ahead and talk a little bit about it.
1: It's a Department of Labor program that was formed back in the mid sixties uh, and um, it's it they train between thirty and fifty thousand young men and women every year in about I, I think it's hundred and twenty locations or maybe it's it, I, I don't remember the actual number of locations, but they have multiple locations around the country and they and they train them in in these skills. Carpentry, electrical, welding, uh, 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 culinary, and, and then they help them, and these, these young men and women are between the ages of 16 and 23, and then they help them get employment afterwards. We're actually the first electronics training program within Job Force, and we started the pilot here in Rhode Island. We're, we're very excited about, about having those, those kids train alongside of veterans. And 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 getting the 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 experience of learning how to work with somebody at, at, on a team, if you will, that the veterans bring to the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, in terms of the program length, I think you mentioned it's a it's a, a fairly short program, especially comparatively to anything else that you would be getting, like an associate's degree or anything else. So, can you talk a little bit about? really how you guys decided the length of the program, was it hard to get all of that curriculum and learning into the length? And did you feel pretty strongly about the duration in terms of making it doable for people and easily accessible?
1: Well, remembering that the mission was employment career, you know, career, sustained career as soon as possible. And, and we just felt that, that every day, if they immerse themselves every day for that, and actually, it's between four and five months at this point. If you're coming into the program with some electronics background, you can get this done in four months if you come every day and do the work. And the hands-on training is is and the labs themselves are pretty intense. Uh, but that five that five month program, four month program, is 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 very doable. And when and when we're graduating, eighty percent of the people that come into the program and in getting 75% employed, we think it's working. But when you look at that compared to to a community college that is, is maybe very happy to get a 40% graduation rate in two years. Uh, and, and maybe sometimes I guess the real numbers are more like three years. Uh, and, and graduation rates for both community colleges and four year schools are, aren't are, are close to 80%. So the return on investment is is huge for our for our students because they're they're in within six months they're in a career that's that's providing a, a paycheck to them every two weeks or every you know twice a month whatever they're getting paid. That and, and and the average right now is is roughly around nineteen dollars and it's climbing because of the demand for the skill. Um, but it, the return on investment is what's important. We 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 try to help them understand, and, and the people that are coming into the program want to go to work. They want to. They they don't want to go to school for two years or four years. They want to go to work now. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing about that is, once they get in and get employed with 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 a a good cultural fit for them, it's not unusual for that employer to come back and say, "Hey, you know, we think you're doing a pretty good job. What would you think of of Going back to school and, and starting an engineering career, we've had that happen several times, um, and 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 now they're not, you know, this is an employer paying for that that advanced education, so it's, it's a stepping stone for that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the return on investment. So, speaking of investment, I know you guys are also approved for um, certain types of VA funding, and then also in Fort Bragg, you're accepting the post-9-11 GI Bill. So I'm sure that that has also helped you pretty significantly as well in terms of enrollment, and then also helping the veterans as well.
1: Yes, that's, that's uh, again, our classroom size is no more than 12 students per per instructor, and the average right now is eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, if we had Thirty students that that just simply means that we'd have at least three classrooms and three and three instructors uh and 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 actually right now at fort bragg we have two classes going and we have four instructors um and and two advocates but um that's that's we you know we've we've been doing this for a while but there are federal statutes that require you have to be a proprietary school for some period of time for two years to, to be able to be approved for the job bill because its intent is to keep flyby nights out of out of the uh, you know out of the process.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yes, we're in, in North Carolina we're we're approved uh, will be approved at the end of this month next week in in, in Rhode Island and then next year in Florida. Um, so
0: what are some of the, you've mentioned, you know, the the program obviously has this proprietary curriculum that you guys use that it sounds like you're continuously improving. So what do you think are some of the highlights of the curriculum or, you know, just maybe something that makes it unique as compared to other programs out there?
1: Well, we we haven't seen another program like ours out there, and that's the VA telling us that. Uh, there are community colleges that try to to do that. Um, we're, we're talking to, I can't announce it at this point, but talk to me in 30 days though, again, (laughs) but we're working with a major uh, university right now on, 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 uh, advanced curriculum for, uh, augmented reality, um, and, and for distance learning, using the use of augmented reality for distance learning. Uh, but that's not the highlight of where we are today. Uh, the highlight of where we are today is are the labs that, that our students go through the hands-on labs where they're they're using Allen bradley controllers they're building uh motors and 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 i mean if you walk into one of our classrooms you'll see uh space mountain as an example of of, uh, of you know building uh, uh, electronic devices you will see a variety of things uh we, we're, we're developing our own biomedical certification because there really isn't a strong one out there in the industry right now, although there's a high demand uh, for biomedical technicians. And so we we actually went out and bought uh, uh, a blood transfusion or, or dialysis machines uh, that were broken and, and sitting in warehouses. We bought them. It costs more to get them shipped than to buy them. And then our students completely rebuilt them from scratch.
0: It's pretty those impressive. Are, those,
1: are, those are a couple of highlights. I mean, we could it, maybe we could talk about that all day. There's, it's, you have to go into one of the, the the classrooms to actually see it. It's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, you know, that's something that I would be interested in getting our hands on to kind of share that too with our candidates because it sounds like it's something that talking about it on the podcast probably isn't doing it justice to give like a you know a peek inside what something like that would look like. I mean it sounds very cool.
1: Yeah and it's and it's 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 over the next six months it's gonna get a lot cooler. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've got some exciting things coming down the pike. Uh and and it's it's uh it's it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know that's that's why uh SpaceX hired three of our, our graduates last week and that's why they're interviewing them at our at our site in Melbourne. Uh that's why Lockheed Martin is taking is in, they'll they'll interview everybody we graduate. Uh and, and General Dynamics. I mean and and those are we those are the big ones but we have a lot of small companies you've never heard of uh that that are that that need our 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 graduates and the skills that they can deliver. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that's why it's so important that we have that teaming relationship with your organization because, I mean, you you folks are as good as it gets and, and, and that's the kind of quality we want to be associated with. And, and, you know, I think this, you know, we, we have over 120, I think, employers right now and we'd like to see that double through this relationship. And I think it can, when you have 40,000, uh, open positions, uh for, for what we train to at any given time, it's pretty significant.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you guys have evolved so much over the course of um, even recently, and you have so much evolution in front of you. But when you think back to, you know, the origins of this program and where it started, what stands out to you the most as being some of the key accomplishments or some of the defining moments of where the Shack Institute has gone to today
1: well there there's there's a person there's a there's a business one and there's a personal one (laughs) The, the the business one is that because we keep listening to to what the market wants and not what we want uh we're able we're able to adjust fire you know we can we can we can change and adapt to to what the market needs and that's that's really what's kept us in the forefront and going to keep our allow us to keep our leadership position from a personal standpoint uh in our veteran community we live in a world of 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 high suicide rates and 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 there's actually quite a few of our students uh, have, have had that issue and and personally to me the highlight is when we can take those people who are troubled and find a career for them and, 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 and get them into a very positive state, then that, that's, in my mind, our biggest accomplishment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I have, think that's awesome.
1: We've done that quite a few times, actually. And, and some, of, some of our students who are in that position are leaders in their companies right now in the, in, in, in the work that they're doing.
0: Well, it sounds like, John, what you're providing is more than just job training. I mean, especially given your background and the fact that you founded the program, you can relate to all of these military veterans specifically on a level that really most other people at any other type of school or um, institution like this would be able to, especially with your military background having come out of the military in the Vietnam era and, um, kind of experiencing what you did, especially you're talking about people that maybe have mental health struggles. And I know that that's something for you coming out of the military at a time that you didn't even feel like you could be proud of it probably resonates and you can relate to that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, you never forget that feeling. I mean, I was always proud of the service that I, that I gave, but when you're being told by somebody, don't mention it, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, that's kind of a painful experience. And 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 so yeah, there's 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 a lot of empathy uh, that that goes on, and 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 again, we have a close relationship with our students, and it's always going to be that way, uh, whether whether they're veterans or not. It's always going to be that way. We work mm-hmm. with the veterans. We work very very closely with a lot of the veteran service organizations, and the ones in North Carolina, by the way, have just been outstanding. You know, we've 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 worked with some folks that I think even kept coming. I think that's how we found uh, you all. Mm -hmm. I mean, we knew of you for a long time, but but one of the veteran service organizations uh, had had said, "You guys need to link up here." So, yeah, that's the the short answer to your question is it's 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 a pleasure to be able to do that.
0: And you're helping people find purpose, so it's not just a career that, you know, they're qualified for, so they're going to go start it. Like you said in the beginning, you're learning so much about each individual person and where they want to go work, and you're able to, you know, provide the curriculum and the program that you guys have, knowing what they want to do in the back of your mind and having those partnerships set up in place with employers to be able to make that come true. So it really, it gives someone... A lot more purpose they're actually getting to do something they want to do versus just accepting a job they're qualified for
1: that's a great way of stating i mean they're excited they're excited to graduate and start the career and we Mm -hmm. stay with them too i mean it's it we've had we've had graduates come back and say hey you know can you help me get promoted within the company i think you know i i just make a, a recommendation for me or i'm not I'm not excited about where I am. Can you move me to another company? And and, and we're always there to help with that. Uh, but when we think of a sustained career, Megan, we think of it as more than three years.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm not sure what the average tenure is. But I want to say that um, the most recent statistic I saw was that veterans I think it's at least 40 something percent that leave their first job within um, the, their first job post-military within the first year. So I think three years is actually a very long time, especially in the current job market.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think those numbers are, are right. Uh, so what about. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say particularly when they they start college and drop out of college in their first year as well.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So, what about in terms of if someone's listening and and they're thinking, "Wow, this sounds like a program that I want to be a part of." What are some of the prerequisites? I think that there's, um, I want to say, your high school diploma is required. I saw that on the website, but is there anything else they should keep in mind about uh, either a prerequisite or what would make them a good fit for it?
1: Well, yeah, the the high school uh, and and most everybody who's been in the military has has that or equivalent, uh, mm-hmm. but now for the civilians, that's 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 important. Um, there's, uh, we, we provide, uh, it's not an exam. It's just a, it's a, it's more of a questionnaire at the beginning of the application just to see at what level you're at to determine whether you're a good fit for the four month or the five month program. Uh, and that's, that's just to understand where you are. I think that, that, that a lot of people are a little frightened of the math. Uh, but again, uh, the math, uh, is, is is something that 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 good ratio of student to instructor uh, delivers the the solution for. And and we don't we haven't had anybody graduate who has had a problem with the math. When they came in they might have, but when they within weeks they're they get over it. But more importantly, I think it's 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 it it's a desire to want to, to start a career. In something that they think that they might really enjoy, uh, that they probably already have a little bit of knowledge about. But we're interested. If you, if you want to start a career, we're going to help you get there. Uh, and that's really what we're looking for. We don't want anybody coming into the program who's just like, well, we'll try it out and see what happens.
0: Mm hmm. Well, and I think something that if I were a listener and I was interested in this, but maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed or am I going to be able to do this? The statistic you gave earlier about an 80 percent graduation rate, I think would put my mind at ease a little bit and make me think, well, I could do that.
1: One of the things. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, the, the reason I didn't go on to West Point was because of the math. But but <laughs> the, the, the the key here is that that they have an opportunity if somebody's really interested in the program that they have an opportunity to tour uh, our facility either on site or virtually and talk with an instructor talk with an advocate and understand what they're about to face Mm
0: -hmm. and really
1: ask questions as thoroughly as they would like to ask them they get to see the equipment that's being used where they'll train how they'll train uh, the, those expectations are met in, in this tour, again, whether it's on-site or virtual.
0: Mm-hmm. So, John, I'm sure you, based on your experience in the military and now all of your years of helping veterans further their education and start careers, I'm sure you have tons of advice, but if you could narrow it down and just choose maybe your top piece of advice for transitioning veterans, what would that be?
1: Oh, that's a great question <laughs> i i i think that and and I, and based on my experience and what I know today I would say when 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 you've come out of the mill- and I have a son who just transitioned out last year after nine years but but and and my kind of advice to him was relax, come home and just relax and think a little bit, look at things, talk to people uh go on some interviews. Don't feel like you have to rush into something immediately. You know, love your family. Be with your family, love them, and, 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 and enjoy them, uh, you know, with, and, and just think about where you might like to go and try some things out.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. I appreciate you sharing that. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners, whether it's related to the Shrack Institute, the program, or anything else you'd like them to know to close this out?
1: Uh, other than uh, than if if you contact us, we'll we we won't make you wait for a return call. We'll be in touch with you immediately and 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 show you that uh, that what we're talking about here today is is real and 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 we're very much looking forward, Megan, to 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 working with you all and 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 finding these employment opportunities.
0: Yeah, we definitely are too. So John, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun and we look forward to sharing any resources you can throw our way, any upcoming news that you alluded to in 30 days, you might have some big news. So we'll be sure to share all of that as well. Absolutely. All right, thanks, John.
1: Thanks, Megan, take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.